Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom. And this is actually episode number 10. So I'm going to take just a minute and I'm going to celebrate with you guys. Not something I would normally do for myself, but I remember thinking when I get to 10 episodes, I'm going to take a minute and be thankful and give some gratitude because to me, that's an accomplishment thinking that going from one to 10 and beyond. So I just want to take a little minute and celebrate. I want to share a fun fact with you about just podcasts in general and and some stats. There's approximately 1.7 million podcasts on iTunes and half of those have posted 10 or more episodes, but only 377,000 have posted in the last 90 days. So roughly out of those 1.7 million podcasts that are active, only 400,000 of those are actually putting out content. That's a little bit more than 20% if you're doing the math. So here we are, episode number 10. So cheers to 10 and all the rest that follow. So as I was thinking through, I've done my first 10, what does the next 10 look like and planning this out? And I've got my content and I've got pages of notes. As you know, last week I talked about my list. I have ideas for content on my phone, ideas written down in notebooks and on my computer. So it's all everywhere, but thinking through, you know, what this next 10 is going to look like. I wanted to mix it up a little bit and I thought it would be good to bring on some guests that have been impactful in my life. They've been seed planters for me. And I know that they're going to plant seeds of opportunity in you when you hear them speak. So going forward in the next few rounds, I'm going to bring on some special guests. Again, people that have been playing very important roles in my life. So I want you to hear from them and then there'll be some solo content as well. So look for some new things in the upcoming episodes. Today, I thought it would be fitting to talk about our circle and those people that we're surrounding ourselves with and just how important those people are and the impact they can have on our lives. Some of that positive and some of that may be negative. We have a table in our house that belonged to my husband's great grandfather, and it's been passed down through his family spanning four generations. And I've heard many stories about all the meals shared together around this table, the homework that's checked, conversations around this table. And when you look at the table, you know that it's an antique. The corners are worn. It's been resurfaced a few times. And if you're not careful, one of the seats, when you get up, it's going to pinch your leg. So you can tell it's got a lot of character when you bump up against it. It wiggles a little bit, makes this creaking noise, but it's got history. It tells stories. And there's many stories that my family has shared at this table, as well as others before us. So when you think about the kitchen table, your dining room table, whatever that might be in your house, the table is a common place where we gather with family, we gather with friends and loved ones, we laugh, we cry, we feed our tummies and our souls, we share about our day, and we talk about hard things around the table. There's a song that one of my good friends introduced me to, and it's called Crowded Table, and it's by the high women. I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm going to save that. So I'll link it in the episode show notes so that you can download and listen to it. But it goes a little something like this. I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. Let us take on the world while we're young and able and bring us back together when the day is done. The door is always open. Your picture's on my wall. Everyone's a little broken and everyone belongs. When I hear this song, I can see my circle. I see my people. I can picture those special people in my life who have gathered around my table and who have invited me to their table. 
I see my family. I see my friends. I see memories of my mom and dad and sister when we were growing up and how important it was that my parents made sure that we sat down at the table together as a family. I see moments that I've shared with friends that have been full of laughter and others that have been full of tears. I'm grateful for the tables that I've sat at and the sense of belonging that it's given to me. But I, like you, would imagine that I've sat at tables where I didn't have that sense of home that I usually associate with belonging. I've sat at tables where honest conversation wasn't encouraged and plans and dreams weren't discussed or fostered. And I've also sat at tables where a lot of political conversation has taken place, as I'm sure you have as well. But growing up with a dad who was in politics most of his life, we knew a lot about the political landscape, and he was always making sure that we knew enough about what was going on in our country so that we could have educated conversations. And now in our house, we don't even watch the news. We're too busy doing give me five around our table, so no news. But what does your table look like today? Who's sitting there? Who's with you? Are they friends and family that are going to talk about ideas or dreams? Or is the conversation small where the topic of conversation is about other people? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are feeding you in a positive way? Are they cheering you on and helping you see your worth or not ones that are going to compete or diminish it? So I want you to take a minute and just think about who those people are. What are their values? What is their attitude? What is their mindset? Because this is a reflection on you. You know, where are they going? Because that's where you're going. You are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. Who are those five people? Write them down. Are they individuals who fuel you and push you to be the best version of yourself? Or do they keep you small and safe? There's a favorite quote of mine by Eleanor Roosevelt. And it says, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. And small minds discuss people. You know, I used to think that I wanted to sit at all the tables, you know, really have that desire to fit in and belong and to have the friends. I thought the bigger my circle was, the better friendships I would have, but that wasn't always the case. Um, It felt shallow at times. It felt surface level. It wasn't deep at all. And what I've found is that the tighter my circle is with intentional and truer conversations that challenge me and excite me, that's really the table that I want to sit at. So now when I go and I sit at those tables and I have those conversations, I get up on fire. Like I'm ready to go. I'm excited because of that conversation. That person or that individual is pushing me to be better. They're talking about dreams and ideas, and that fuels my passion and my desire to continue to go after my dreams and ideas. So I'm going to share a little piece of advice with you. If you don't walk away from tables with that fire or genuine appreciation from the person sitting across from you or sore abs because you're laughing so hard. And that's just good conversation and a great time. It's time to find a new table and don't sit at tables where you might be the topic of conversation because those aren't your people. You need to find another table and realize that you are not missing out. When we were growing up, the holidays were always my favorite. And the favorite thing about it was just, I mean, the food was great, but it was really the people and everybody being together. All of my family would come together and we'd have card tables and folding tables and end tables, whatever. We were all squeezed in together so that everybody could be in the same room and enjoy each other's company and fellowship. I'm sure there was drama that I didn't even know about, but I never knew it. I saw and felt belonging. It was a place where I didn't need an invitation. You know, we showed up and we were welcomed. My grandmother, she was the queen of hospitality. 
my grandparents lived on the river and everyone would go there on Sunday after church and we would swim and we would hang out and have dinner. And as the day went on, you would see more and more cars pull up in the driveway. And she would always say, come on in, you know, and, and stay and join us for dinner. You know, we have plenty. And it may have been a smorgasbord of hamburgers and hot dogs and frozen pizza or last night's leftovers or whatever the swan man brought that week, but there was always room for more. We need to make an effort and include others and be like that. And and still today, my husband and I still talk about when we were dating and how fun it was when everybody would come and you, you started with five people. And then before you left, there were 20 people there and everybody's laughing and telling stories. And it was always just a good time on the river. You know, everybody came together and loved on each other. It may be someone that you saw every week. It may be someone that you saw once a year, but everybody was welcome. And that's what we need more of today. We need to include others. We've got to expand our circle and get a bigger table. Number one, it's not nice to leave people out. It was a lesson that my parents taught me from very early on. And number two, you may not realize that you might be missing out on a great friendship or a great relationship that you didn't even know could exist because you kept it small and safe in the comfort zone. So extend that invitation, open your doors and let others in. Over the past year and a half, I've expanded my circle and have formed deeper connections and friendships just by doing just that and letting others in. I've developed growth friendships. I've deepened my relationship with my spouse. And in doing so, I've learned more about myself in the process. You know, I brought my kids along on this journey. I've learned just how important it is to be there for others and to cheer them on and to celebrate them rather than compete with everyone. Our competition isn't your coworker. It's not your sister. It's not your friend. It's not anyone else around you. Your competition is yourself. So compete to be better than you were yesterday. Compete to be the best version of yourself. We get so caught up in what this person's doing, what that person's doing, that we miss out on celebrating the beauty of that person and the gifts and the talents that they bring that we can compliment. We need to see this as complimenting the other person rather than competing. My husband is on full on garden mode and he's been planting wildflowers this weekend. And these wildflowers are going to line the outside of our garden. So he's got this vision in his mind of how beautiful it's going to be. And all the vegetables will be in the center and they're going to be lined around the edges with all of these wildflowers. And we've got daisies and cosmos and zinnias and sunflowers, you name it. Lots of different colors, lots of different varieties, you know, lots of different shapes and sizes, all different, but all beautiful. And we need to realize that we're all just like these wildflowers. We're different and we're beautiful. And we need to celebrate other women and their uniqueness. Let's clap for them. Let's cheer them on. There is nothing better than when you do something or you support someone else, you know, that feeling, you know, you get what you give. And I've said this before, when you support someone else and when you show them and appreciate them, that's going to come back to you. You know, and I truly believe that there is room for everyone. Each and every one of you brings something different and unique to the table that no one else can offer. And we need it. We're here for it. Variety is what makes our gardens beautiful. But when we're focused on how someone is blooming before us or how their garden looks different than ours. They may have knockout roses and you have carpet roses that cover the ground, but we see things differently. And when we don't celebrate the beauty of each of those flowers or each of those individuals, we miss out. 
If we can't clap for each other, we rob ourselves of a community of people who think differently than we do. People with different ideas and opinions than ours that can help us expand our mind. People who look different than we do. People who grow differently than we do. We miss out. We need less copycats of people trying to be like everyone else, being like those knockout roses because knockout roses are beautiful. I'm not allowed to have roses. (laughs) I love them. So I'm going to admire them from afar, but we need more originals. We need people to be themselves, stand up and be seen for who you are. Most of us aren't even aware that we're comparing ourselves to others that we miss out on celebrating them. So instead of comparing yourself to someone else or judging them, look for the good in them. Seek it out. Appreciate what makes them special. Appreciate what makes you special. Celebrate yourself just like I did earlier, because I can almost bet while you're comparing yourself to someone else, they're probably comparing you in a special light as well. You may feel less than, and they probably think the same thing about themselves in comparison to you. So let's inspire each other and seek out what we can learn from others rather than competing with them. You know, we need to win people, not keep score. I read a book last year called Dream Big by Bob Goff. And one of my favorite takeaways from the book was about sea otters. And I know you're probably thinking, all right, dreaming sea otters, what does this have to do with each other? But in the book, he's retelling a story about a trip that he took to Canada and he sees thousands of sea otters floating through the water. And he notices that while they float, they're holding hands. So after doing a little bit of research, you know, as to whether or not they're all out on a date or if there's a reason behind this, he, he discovers that they hold on to each other so that they don't drift apart out in the open water. It's the sweetest thing ever. So while you're navigating through life and swimming through the open waters of doing big things and chasing your dreams, you're going to need the right people to hold on to, to pick you up and cheer you on, to help you stay afloat. You're going to need a community. So find those people and love them hard and be that person for someone else. So Mary, Mary, quite contrary, I'm going to ask you, how does your garden grow? Mine is going to be full of wildflowers and those wildflowers are going to make a beautiful centerpiece on my table. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.